Welcome to the SAMA podcast. We ask the smartest customer-facing people in B2B how to become trusted advisors to the customers their companies can't afford to lose. I'm Harvey Dunham. Really delighted today to have with us Ulrich Monberg, who's the CEO of Arpedio, company based in Denmark that builds tools basically to be able to manage a strategic account and really understand the relationship and manage the relationships of those accounts. And there's been a lot of questions and a lot of discussion in the SAMA community about relationship management, the importance of relationship mapping and how to do it. And I thought it would be great to get the perspective of someone who's built a tool to enable that. And Ulrich comes into this role with many years of management consultancy before he started up his own company and, and knows large accounts and the complexity of large accounts and, and has come up with what I think is a simple solution that's very powerful in its, and elegant in its simplicity because it allows you to take something complex, the relationship of these large multinational firms and boil it down to its essence so that you can actually do things about it. So Ulrich, so happy you could join us. Thank you very much for giving us your time and I look forward to uh, discussing this with you. Hey, Harvey, I'm super happy to be here and I'm really looking forward to, to just discussing one of my topics closest to heart. So how we actually work with this uh, complex stakeholder management that are so important for, uh, for the strategic accounts. You know, I'll dive right in here and say that you know, one of the things that we know from various of our consultants that are in the SAMA community, Vantage Partners and others, that the number of people in a customer that are involved in making a decision, a buying decision, have grown over the years. I mean, probably when I first started my career years ago, there might be one person making the decision. Now, we see that it can be 10 or more people that are really have formed a committee or a group and they're making this buying decision. So what are the implications of that and what have you done to basically address that issue and, and help people manage that? Yeah, when, when we first founded the company, it was all around Challenger Sale that now it becomes Gardner where you needed your 5.4 stakeholders. That was the new black to actually make sure that you got into to knowing your accounts uh, and be able to sell your complex solutions. And that number has just grown. And what we've seen is you need multiple people on your own team to match the growing number of stakeholders, because it's not enough that you have a one-to-one -one relationship, as you just uh, mentioned, which is unfortunately something that uh, a lot of account managers still fall in the trap of thinking that they have a good relationship with a customer because they have a very good relationship to one person. But you definitely need to make sure that it's divided between your team members. It's into personal chemistry as well as interests and your knowledge and, and expertise that you actually match better to another set of the stakeholders. So we've enabled with our tool that you build out a simple grid where you actually map out these stakeholders so that you have a visible way of actually seeing who knows who. So you don't talk about contacts on an account, you actually talk about relationships on an account. So you actually talk about 
who knows who, basically. Right. So you're actually matching the people at the customer up to the people in your company. And it's the SAM, from our perspective at least, it's yeah. the SAM that really has to orchestrate it, map it, keep it up to date. Yeah. You need the visibility into it. And formerly that was in PowerPoint solutions or on a whiteboard or an Excel sheet where you actually try to map this out. But you need the visibility into what are then the actions. Because on the account team, the SAM needs to orchestra, as you said, um, who is going to take the next activities towards specific stakeholders. And it's not always the SAM. Again, sometimes it's the uh, technical architect, sometimes it's the innovation team, sometimes it's the finance manager. It doesn't really matter, but as long as you know from a SAM perspective who is going to take the next actions in this relationship map so that we move the account in the right direction. I, I think the other thing that, that must be important then is to be able to give visibility to everybody on your side. Hmm, exactly. Of, of what's happening and what the current state is and what the plan is. So maybe a few words about how you do that. Yeah, we've built the whole solution on top of Salesforce. So Salesforce is one of the uh, system of record for uh, CRM solutions out there uh, used in, in the big organizations. And basically what you want to do is you want to make sure that uh, the relationships maps are not in my draw. So it's not something that I have uh, on my table and I know it, but anyone around the globe basically should be able to see who knows who on the account so that they make sure that the actions and the dialogues that they have on the account is visible to the rest of the account team and in particular to the SAM. Well, I, you know, one other thought just occurred to me too. I'd love to get your comment on this. The most important knowledge that the SAM has about his customer is who the key people are. And if the SAM leaves for whatever reason, or if there are changes, whatever breaks the relationship. If you don't know who the key people are within the customer, you're a long way behind the game when there's yeah, a Yeah, you have a, an open gate to the competitors, right? Because they have spent all the time where this account manager was working on the account, they have spent that time on trying to position themselves, trying to build relationships into it. So all of a sudden they have better relationships than your company. So it's of huge importance that you collect this data and then know uh, that you have a cadence for updating it. And that has to be simple because otherwise we all know that the everyday life of a SAM is not uh, one where you want to sit in and, and uh, write comments around all the contacts all the time when it changes. It has to be simple and, and simplistic. Right. It's a bit like an insurance policy, really. Definitely. Definitely. We've heard that term before. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. It's a, because it's a risk basically that you have. And how as a large company do you manage the risk with your largest and most important customers? Yeah. So, you know, given your background as a management consultant before you started Arpedio, you, you must have a lot of insight into how companies basically operate. What's your view on, on your customers and, and companies in general that the biggest impediment to building these meshed or zippered relationships with the customers and, and managing? 
basically today's decision makers are they're even more geographically dispersed and they are in different areas of product or functional areas that we need to actually encompass when we look at who knows who in the organizations so in earlier times you could just visit your account you could basically go to the decision makers and, and understand where the uh, account was moving and today it's just as we all also go more and more virtual it's much more uh, important to make sure that you map this out and you actually work in a common way across the account so you actually get a common language of who is actually a decision maker who is actually the buyer or who is actually a mobilizer for us on this account or who's actually a blocker for us and wants the competitor to go in there. And that's even more important that you get that common language around how you address these stakeholders and categorize them to operate efficiently. Interesting. It's almost like you're building a new capability or a new skill within your sales organization to have this knowledge and almost sensitivity to what's yeah. happening within your customer. Yeah, it's a... Uh... You, you, you can say you have a, a possibility to be proactive in, in actually moving the total relationship with the customer forward instead of being reactive in, in terms of uh, just reacting to what you are being told. And then, of course, there is the knowing what matters to the individual stakeholder as well. Again, if you're, if you're too focused on a one-on-one -on -one relationship what actually is important for the rest of the buying group or the rest of the relationship that are the relation uh, of the stakeholders on the customer side really gets blurred for you as an individual, but it might be very clear to other members of your team. So, so getting to know what's really important for each individual is uh, uh, what I see works in, in these large accounts as well. So, I mean, in essence, what you're saying is, is that when there's a decision that's going to be met, if you know who's sitting around the table, you, you basically map out all individual goals in terms of, of what they want to obtain with, with this new product, a new feature, new strategic direction or whatever it might be. Right. Interesting. The, you know, one of the SAM best practices that we encourage the SAMs to do, it's, it's and we repeat it often because it's something that you can't have enough of, I would say, which is to create high, wide, and deep relationships. Hmm. And, you know, in terms of best practice, what do you see in your customers that are, that are doing this well? What, what are the great SAMs doing? Yeah, the best SAMs I've seen is actually as focused in on what relationships they have, as well as all the relationships that they don't have. So what you don't know is equally important as what you know around uh, the relationships on the account. Uh, and, and another area where we really use the RPDO methodology is the ability to go in and assess the account mapping and the account uh, relationships, reflect on why you are read on different areas, and then put a plan together with the account team and execute it. So a plan could be to make sure that they are um, engage in the next corporate event if we are allowed to have such a thing or they receive the, the newest publications or whatever it is. And then two weeks down the line, we reassess. So is there an area here where we have seen an impact? 
Is there something that we still don't know, we want to know, we need to know in order to move forward? And that really goes into high, wide and deep relationships because just because you know something about the account, you also need to know what you don't know. So you need to know where you have some black spots, where you're not engaged well enough, so you can assess it, reflect upon why you are not good enough engaged, put a plan together and execute it, and then reassess. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And now I'm thinking about the SAM role and you know, really the, the approach you're advocating here, which is the SAM is you know, like a symphony conductor or a, the, the leader, but isn't necessarily the forger of that relationship, the person who's actually making it. No, no, it's more, more like an agile coach in this uh, agile scrum worlds. Also because on the big accounts, the relationship map change all the time, like you mentioned before. So basically, if the CFO moves away, what impacts does it have? What is the next actions we're going to take around that? Who's the new person? And then you have to orchestra that again. So you actually have to be the conductor, making sure that uh, whoever is uh, best positioned to improve the account relationship has some actions against that. And I, you know, I just to follow up on that, an observation that I have is, is that experts like to meet with other experts in their discipline. Do you see that? And is that really the basis of why it can't just be the SAM trying to forge these relationships? It's it, you've got to get your other people involved. Definitely, definitely. But you, you have to you have to then educate or enable or empower those experts so that they use maybe five or ten percent of that time they are thinking about the expert area to also think about okay, what do I need of information and from this dialogue? for the account relation. So actually making sure that, that I'm equipped and, and also informed about what we need to know on the account in order to move the account relationship forward. But definitely it is about experts want to talk to other experts and, and some finance people want to talk to finance and some developers want to talk about the new best things on AI or whatever. So definitely not something that Sam necessarily can, can gain the trust and insight into to the account based on, on his skills or his relations with, with other top personnel at the customer level. Right, right, right. Do you see Sam's? Are, are they actually with these experts, you know, maybe suggesting some questions or some areas to explore with, the, yeah. with their yeah. counterpart? Yeah, they are actually, what they do is they help highlight areas where we need some information and then kind of play the ball with, with the other team members, which just, again, puts in some effort on the SAM to control the internal processes because you need to engage equally in the internal processes and make sure that the experts, if we should use that as a, as a group of people here, that they have the uh, sufficient information about how this customer actually has, what are their key pain points? What are the overall areas where we are trying to co-create some value with this customer? In, in that sense, you, you need to educate your internal team as well. And the good Sam's I meet with, they, they, they really do that. So they get a lot of, of energy out of also enabling their internal team. Interesting. I, this is way in the weeds, maybe too far in the weeds, but I'm just curious. Did the great Sams 
ask the expert or a local person, whoever they've delegated the responsibility to, to mm-hmm. better understand this relationship. Do they enable those people to make the changes in the tool and you know, up, update the status of the relationship? So basically, in that way, you also feel a little bit more empowered in, as, a, and a, as an expert. You can put in, I know Harvey, and I have a good relationship with him. And all of a sudden, I can indicate that to the whole account team and actually to the whole organization, my own teams. And that I have a good relationship with Harvey. So if anyone needs to talk to Harvey, it might be a good idea to call him. So, so that's definitely a part of, of our tool and empowerment as well. You know, I'm, I'm curious, we haven't talked so much about the leader of the strategic account effort. Mm-hmm. How do you see them working with the relationship status of a customer? Yeah. What's best practice for a SAM leader as you see it? We, we are actually enabling when we implement the tools to organizations that part of the first sessions are around what does good stakeholder management look like? So we actually have a red, green, and amber, a score for the relationship on the account. And what happens to the leader is enable him or her to look into numerous accounts and look for the ones where the relationship score is low dig into why is the relationship score low? Is there any support I need to give? Is there some specific training on on how to do relationship management that we could engage in this specific team instead of going out broad and talk about uh, high, wide, and deep uh, relationship management? But, But you can be much more specific when you already have an idea of what good looks like. So if you, it doesn't matter whether you've got 10 strategic accounts or 200, nope. you've got a visual and you can quickly see where you're exactly. and, and, and know where. where. Where do you get most value out of, out of the strategic leader or the, or the global account manager's time supporting and building, some, building up some better relationships? Maybe just a couple of words of how you sort of calculate this relationship. Yeah. But, but basically, we, we have an initial model that, that we go in and, and deploy when we implement the tool. So basically what it does is it enables the organization to define how many relationships do you need on an account. And with relationships, I mean how many good relationships do you need to X number of stakeholders on the customer side against number of internal resources. So you might say that we need... 10 good relationships in order to actually go to green on this. But furthermore, we put in place a stakeholder analysis. So you can define some attributes against what you want to measure the quality of a certain relationship, a certain stakeholder in the organization. So that could be, is is that person in favor of, of us? Is that person a power player? Is that person want to change in general? Or is he uh, basically against? But all these attributes can be designed when we set up the tool. And that also goes into the scoring mechanism. So maybe you say, we need three power players to be in favor of my team, uh, our company, in order to be green. And then you you start to build up a, a logic around that where you can actually move that uh, forward. So if you collect enough of this data, we can actually deploy an AI engine to look at that data and suggest where things are missing. 
but that is in the next steps of, of our development at the moment. What I'm hearing is, is that for each one of your customers, you can set the pra- parameters of how this calculation will be made. So it isn't like it's buried inside the code. You can't touch it. It, it, no, it no, 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 you, you say, as you said, we need 10 relationships here. Yeah. This is what a good relationship looks like. And then we, you know, basically ca- calculate the score per account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and basically, uh, one of our big customers is, I'm allowed to mention, that's Deloitte. And they have actually, after spending two years uh, using the tool, they actually gone in and reassessed what the rules should be. So they adjusted it slightly because they found that, that it was sometimes a little too difficult to get to green because they could see that some of their accounts where they had good growth, they were always a little bit on the yellow side because they had defined the rules too narrow. So we built out the rules a little bit and then the utilization of the tool just increased because, because they, they got an even better picture of focusing only on the red accounts where the relationship really needed to improve in order to, to not lose the account or, or to build some more business. Wow, that's very... Very cool. That's nice to know that it can dynamically change and that, that this is not yeah. a... It's uh, not a static one because the world is, is not static and we should, uh, we always encourage our customers also to use the intelligent data that's actually put in by very intelligent key resources in our own organization. We put in all this data around how we work with stakeholders. You need to use that data. It's a, it's a goldmine. Right, right. Which actually leads me on to, I think, my final question, unless I, we come up with some other interesting things to, to ask. Of course, the whole world has changed in the last two months. And the world of face-to-face meetings has basically been taken away from the SAMs mm-hmm. that, that we know. Uh, it seems like most of the SAMs around the world have been told to go home, work from home, stay home, don't travel. And even if they could travel, the customer saying, we don't want you to come visit we don't have our safety regulations down or if you come to visit you'd have to come to my country and quarantine for two weeks or whatever yeah so in this kind of an environment what do you think companies should do with their strategic accounts to either create or strengthen the new relationships of customers but actually there are two things that, that immediately springs to mind so you need to enable it your account management processes in general to be digital. You have to have that virtual team. You have to be able to get an overview of the account because you're not going to go uh, into a lot of meetings and and draw on the whiteboard and and agree on next best steps. You need to do that virtually. And and you can do that with tools like Apedio. Secondly, on the relationship building side, and I've discussed this both with my own team and and with a number of uh, customers, you need to get on the phone. It's even more important than before, even with the little things. Don't uh, fall into the trap of sending emails and, and just asking the questions over emails and, and wait for the next uh, virtual meeting where you have set up as an account meeting. Even for the little things, clarify it over the phone. Keep building your relationship with picking up the phone and do your calls, even if it's for five, 10 minutes. It, it's, it's so important to, to stay on beat with your relations, kind of uh, build up rapport with people. You need to be very good at doing that on the phone. And then, 
social media platforms. I have uh, WhatsApped and text basically all of my key relationships a lot. Right. So, so spending time on the social channels as well, but not keeping it to email because email is uh, more and more seen as a, as a dead medium there in, in the relationship at least. How do you position a virtual meeting then? A, a mm-hmm. meeting where uh, you're using Zoom or Skype for business? Where do you see that in this uh, connectivity uh, hierarchy? I see, I see that a lot as uh, replacing the physical meetings. And I see that for the whole future. I think a lot of the physical meetings uh, will be replaced by the virtual ones. But I think we really need to build in the medium steps of connecting and small talking around non-business related issues to make sure that that we build the report and the uh, relationships as well. Uh, So uh, it's your view that a person-to-person phone call is the best way to accomplish yeah, if I'm meeting uh, a customer tomorrow at three, I will find uh, an excuse to just call and check in a couple of days in advance just on, on what's on the agenda and then a couple of things just, just to align and make sure that we don't just have those cadence status calls on the account that are so rigorous because that would never happen in real life. Right. So there's a sort of an air of informality that you introduce into the exchange with the customer that, okay, if we're going to have a formal meeting, we'll set up a Zoom, we'll invite others, there'll be an agenda. But in terms of how you and I collaborate, we -hmm. don't necessarily need that. We can just have a quick conversation and and maybe a short catch up on what's happening personally and dive into a question or two on the phone. And that's that's practice. Yeah. But if I'm a Sam and I run a, a big account, sure that that happens not just with the ones that I have the key relationships with, but my team members are doing the same thing with their relationships. So it's something that you need the organization to actually take in and take serious because otherwise a lot of these relationships for people who are not focusing on that alone will end up in the sand, as we say in Denmark. Understood. It, it makes perfect sense. It's great to hear your advice and, and thoughts and you know, just vision, I would say, for how to handle what is arguably the most important asset that a company has, which is their relationship with their big customer. Yeah, definitely. And it's uh, just, I so thank you for spending time with us. And, uh, big pleasure. If you know, certainly encourage anybody that's listening, if they have any questions, don't hesitate to come back to Sama, to myself, or, uh, you know, go directly to Eric at at Arpedio. Very welcome. Just uh, ping me on LinkedIn and I'll uh, happily uh, engage in any conversations on stakeholder management. Definitely. Great.